This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome to the Business Podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics, and we promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. If you haven't subscribed to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or other podcast platforms where you can find us, I strongly encourage you to do that. Once you subscribe, you will be getting these episodes uh, on your device as soon as it's available. In this episode, we have Jessica Gotti, Head of Performance Marketing at Paired. Jessica, welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. Hi, everyone. Uh, thank you to have me today. It's great to have you on. Thank you for coming, Jessica. Okay. I'll, I'm always setting uh, the stage first before the uh, talking uh, through the questions. And so here we go. Science tells us that 80% of information we perceive every second we're awake is visual. We make sense of the world around us by processing lots and lots of images. And some of those images are mobile ads. Uh, now, there are ads that you just want to go away and never come back. Some of them make you laugh, some of them make you smile, and some actually give you an incentive to try a new app or grab an app you've been looking for. In this episode, we're going to talk to Jessica about the, how to pull this pretty tough feat, ramp up a creative production to boost your app growth. But first, uh, let's kick off with talking about you. Uh, tell us about yourself, Jessica. Sure. So hi, everyone. I'm Jessica. I'm Italian and I live in Milan. I'm the head of performance marketing at uh, Paired. My background is in uh, international business and finance, but I found my true love in performance marketing where I could merge my passion for data and consumer behavior with my creative side. Um, I have over, yeah, now, oh my God, already eight years of experience in the user acquisition sector, especially in subscription-based apps. My career started in London uh, with once a dating app. Uh, and then uh, from that, I moved back to Italy, where I got a position as marketing marketer at Bending Spoons, a tech company with a portfolio of different apps. Here I got an incredible opportunity to work on many different uh, archetypes from health and fitness to video editing, photo editing, VPN, games. It was quite illuminating uh, to see how marketing strategies, approach, communication can change depending on the vertical and the archetype you work in. But after four years there, I decided to move back into the relationship field. So from dating to relationship care app. And when I found uh, Paired, it's been uh, two years now and uh, uh, I'm really happy at Paired. I'm growing professionally, professionally as head of performance marketing and I'm learning a lot on how building and leading a team. Uh, this is more about my, uh, my professional life on the personal side. Uh, fun fact about me is that I go crazy for apples. I can eat six of them per day across the whole year. 
love them a lot. That's nice. So, after all, your international um, experience, like uh, your first uh, um, inclination to go to international affairs, ultimately kind of uh, coming to fruition because you've been working in London, moved to Italy and back. And obviously, the audience of Paired App is all over the place, right? So, you're still kind of uh, dealing with international affairs, but, you know, from a different angle. Okay, yeah, yeah, I do love apples for the record as well. Not only <laughs> Apple products, that apple, but just regular apple that are falling from the tree. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Tea. So, uh, 86 episodes back, we had another Jessica, Jessica Bicega from your team, uh, to talk about the shades of app growth. Uh, and so she did introduce Paired. But just to refresh the memory of our listeners, tell us about the, the Paired, uh, what your company is about. Sure. So Paired is a relationship care app whose goal is to help couples to stay connected, improve their communication, work on their struggle, but not only. Couple use uh, Paired also to bring some spark and fun in their day-to-day -day life. Um, romantic relationships are one of the most important parts of our life, but building and maintaining a happy relationship over time can be really challenging. Uh, and there are no many resources out there that can support uh, couples. Paired wants to be the solution, wants to be the, uh, the product, the service that can help and support couples to nourish their relationship. And uh, the most important thing is that all the quizzes, questions, and games you can find in the app are backed up by our relationship experts that support us making paired as effective as possible for any relationship at any stage. Yeah, um, you know, a few years ago, I heard this uh, phrase that the problem with Silicon Valley was that they've been chasing um, small problems with big money. So it's been overdue to chase big problems with big money. And I, I would say the mission of your team, what your app does, in my book, uh, it's a pretty big one. We have eight, we're, yeah, we're well above 8 billion people on this planet, minus kids. You have a billions of people uh, in their relationships and that's probably the biggest market like uh, it touches uh, pretty much all of us plus to climate um, and uh, you know economy so yeah relationship what happens in your home it's pre pretty important you know from huge chunk of your life so yeah I would yeah. say you your guys uh, doing uh, you're on a great mission yeah thank you indeed I do believe that it's uh, surprising that there are so few relationship care service out there, although it's a huge problem or yeah, need, let's say. Yeah, I mean, people are usually address um, fitness, uh, being fit, uh, working out, probably, you know, keeping yourself healthy, being on a good diet, but the relationship what happens uh, in their relationship with their partners uh, quite often just overlooked okay um first thing first let's uh, talk about the significance of ad creatives 
And why did you decide, guys, to invest into Ad Creatives Production to ramp up uh, their production uh, quantity? Yeah, mainly because uh, creative have become a fundamental leverage of any marketing strategy, especially in today's marketing landscape where we have so many limitations and challenges, creative can help mitigating them. Investing in creatives allow business to be able to reach out their audience and target while being in a privacy cautious environment. Let's think about the limitation in targeting brought by new data privacy regulation, ATT policy. It's not us anymore actively targeting the audience we are after, but it's the creative that is finding the right audience for us, the one that resonates the best with our message. But not only, it's not only about overcoming uh, yeah, uh, privacy limitation. Creatives are also key to help a business to stand out in a crowded market where the competition is increasing month by month. And uh, yeah, they help fighting the high, high ads fatigue on big, big platforms like Meta and TikTok and uh, fight the user low attention span. So all in all, I believe that creatives can make the difference for business, helping uh, driving them to success and growth, especially nowadays. That's why we decided to invest so much in creative production and exploration. Yeah, that's that's really important to um, like if you think about like there are the only two ways of how people are connected with apps there. It's either about the contextual search, they're, they're looking for a specific app uh, with an intent to find something, or they see advertising in whichever form it happens to be, on whichever platform it happens to be at that point, TikTok, Snapchat, uh, YouTube, whatever. So um, having that part of the equation, the ad creatives, right, it's just crucial for your company, for its growth, to make it sustainable. Um, now, exactly. it's the first touch point you have for your product. Yeah, that's just the first impression. This this is how you're yeah. communicating what your company, what your app is about, um, and how does it make difference for that person who's looking at that, that ad advertising. Now, tell me about the journey you guys had uh, last year with the ramping up production of the ad creatives for the app. What was the first step? So the first step was internalizing the creative production. So and uh, end of 2022, we were struggling with uh, our uh, main acquisition channels because they were impacted by ads fatigue. We were outsourcing our production, our creative production. And yeah, we were producing little number of creatives, not aligned with our needs, far from being conversion oriented. And the whole process was poorly efficient for us. So I'm not saying that agency are bad, but that they weren't the right choice for paired at the stage we were and for the needs we had. Uh, so we came uh, to the conclusion that internalize the production and create a dedicated creative team for performance was the best solution for us. Have a full-time uh, team on the project, aligned with the product, with the performance marketing needs, uh, and uh, yeah, able to react fast to seasonality and trend uh, yeah, was, the, was the key. 
Um, so true to be said, of course, when you take this decision to internalize a team, you need to consider uh, the cons coming from hiring process and salaries, but both uh, um, will be counterbalanced by uh, a more efficient flow, less time wasted, more winning creatives and positive outcome from the campaign, better ROAS eventually. Um, so yeah, for us, uh, that one was the, the first step we took. Gotcha. So uh, get it into the uh, internal, into your team uh, production of ad creatives. Um, if you think about it, even, you know, the biggest companies on the planet like Apple, they tend to, from time to time, internalize part of the production process of creating an iPhone. They buy companies, they, pre they create some components like production of uh, microprocessors for their for their devices and uh, yeah it's an investment you have to hire a big team of folks you have to uh, make them part of your team uh, you have to make sure that these people fit in your culture you're paying them you have to uh, build the workflow of their job but in the end of the day if all components are there if you're on the right track of uh, organizing the whole thing it will pay off uh, for yourself because you now you have this part of the whole thing under your control you can be more flexible there are there are obviously um, lots of pros and but cons you have to you have to be ready to deal yeah. with more expenses that's uh, unavoidable exactly. <laughs> so um now um today if you look at any activity at marketing and uh, specifically at marketing it requires a collaboration it's just not feasible to pull off any uh, remarkable marketing feed yourself. You don't have resources, you don't have time, you only have one brain, you have to have a collaboration of people, you can split the task between these folks, you have to bounce bounce off ideas with these people and come up with something more creative. So tell me about how you put together the team to work on this creative ramp up. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. It's super important to um, to have clear in mind the need you have to address, priority and relative task, and uh, of course having the tools for um, collaborate the best way. And based on yeah, based on that, you can start defining the the structure of your team and the roles. Uh, so. For us, for Paired, once we had our goal in mind and we set our priority, we started the hiring process. And uh, yeah, we started looking first for designer and mm -hmm. project creative manager. So designer, of course, are the core. Without them, there is no production. And we looked for a graphic designer for our static needs and also a motion designer for motion ads and UGC revamped. Then we needed someone focused on leading brainstorming, collecting ideas, turning them into briefs, coordinating the production, providing feedback, and so on. So in other words, someone that could lead and manage the creative process from ideation to production up to testing. And for that reason, we scouted for a creative project manager. Once we validated the success of this creative team, which was the core, we expanded the team and we looked for a UGC scouter. So someone that could focus on scouting and looking for creators um, 
in order for them to produce UGC to use for our ads. Uh, we scouted for a copywriter who could uh, focus on copy uh, for our ads and the script, being able to speak to your audience in the right way, using the right uh, uh, language uh, is uh, key for success. And uh, I mean, we were lucky enough to welcome in our team a UGC creator. Um, mm -hmm. It's not fundamental for every business. There are um, third party services out there that can help you with the UGC. Um, but yeah, we were lucky to have uh, uh, our TikTok social media manager uh, as UGC creator. And uh, she was happy to produce video for us. So it's, uh, it's part of our creative team. And uh, um, yeah. That, uh, that was the, how we, we structured the, the team. Yeah, it's, it's really great if you can tap this channel of uh, creators uh, on social media. But um, you have to realize that the people who are, have a talent to create something great, something engaging, um, you should have the right person to build a good relationship with these people, understand what they, they need. They're not part of a regular, you know, marketing team. You're not hiring an agency, which has, you know, you, you know what what to expect from these folks. Like everything, pretty much straightforward. You're when you're working with influencers, these are individuals. Um, they're not, you know, they're creators first, the marketers later. You have to find the right language to work with them efficiently. So that's important if you have somebody in your team who can build this relationship with these guys. Yeah, yeah, true. All right, we've got a team. Now it's about the framework of the whole thing. How's it going to work? So uh, tell me about the, the process of building this framework to make the whole work efficiently. Yeah, it's indeed fundamental having a clear framework to make everything work smoothly and facilitate collaboration among so many stakeholders. So we came up with a seven-step flow, which run on a weekly basis. So first, we have creative exploration, meaning we collect on our own ideas, concepts that caught our attention that can have the potential to be successful ads. So there are so many places out there where you can take inspiration. Um, so you can check TikTok, Facebook ad libraries. You can follow players who are well known to invest a lot in creative production. For example, Headway, Flow, Simple, Reframe are some of them. Or one of my favorite uh, one is the, you can train your own social media algorithm to um, make it show you the content that fit your product the best. For example, I'm a huge fan of cats, but since I joined Paired, I started to see mainly couples and relationship focused content through my feed, Reels and TikTok. So you see, based on how you react to, to video, to ads, then you can train the algorithm and you keep receiving content that I fit right. your, your service in this case. So this one was the first step. Secondly, uh, it comes to uh, concept prioritization. We hold a weekly brainstorming where we discuss about the last week, uh, previous week, uh, uh, creative test performance. Uh, 
um, we share the new idea and then we start prioritizing the production. So is there anything uh, promising that we want to iterate on based on the results we got from the previous creative test? Or is there anything that we believe can be uh, successfully adapted for paired as an art from the new idea we got? And uh, yeah, the one that win, we move them to the creative brief. So we, we write a creative brief for each single ad concept, defining the copy and the need. First step is about production, where designer get assigned with their task and start the production, which runs in parallel with feedback. So we have always our uh, creative project manager and also someone from the performance team who is uh, providing feedback to the designer. And it's important to be as quick as possible in order to allow the designer to amend the content on time. And lastly, we have the last two steps, which is moving the concept, the finalized concept to the creative test. And once the creative test is over, there is the post analysis. So we run the analysis and then we bring the results to the brainstorming and the, the flow starts again, uh, as I said before, on a weekly basis. Um, regarding the tools we are using in order to make this whole framework work as smoothly as possible, we are leveraging a few collaboration tools like Miro for creative brainstorming, Figma for feedback for the creatives, uh, Jira for task manager management uh, to prioritize the, mm -hmm. the concept to move into production. And we also built an internal automation tool that help uh, the marketer launching and running the test creative campaign. So we don't have to manually add each single creative to Meta or TikTok because it would be a nightmare. We are producing around 150 to 200 creatives per week. So it would be madness to do it manually. Yeah, that that, that would be uh, that would fire back on you if you decided to if you don't have that clear framework. Uh, yeah, that would be a nightmare for sure. All right, so we have the team, we have the framework, we have the tools. So now it wouldn't be impossible to move forward unless we have uh, good vision on what KPIs we're measuring. So tell me about the KPIs set you guys set for the this ramp up. You are so right. Uh, defining goals and KPI to, to evaluate the creative effort, it's super important. And uh, when it comes to, to this, uh, what is super important to monitor, to define success is, for us at least for paired, is production, number of concepts and creatives produced per week, and results. So how many of these creative uh, can we call them successful? And uh, yeah, winning creative, uh, defining a creative as a winner depends a lot mm -hmm. on the business. Um, it depends on how you evaluate uh, your, your creative, your campaign success. It depends on engagement on the creative. It can be on cost per acquisition, on conversion rate, on the potential in terms of scalability of this concept. Um, and yeah, at Paired, we always set 
the weekly production goal and quarterly winning rate goal. And when it comes to winning concept, we define a winner when uh, a concept as a winner when it's able to scale efficiently. Um, we can scale it across all our business as usual campaign and we can iterate upon this concept many times to fight other fatigue successfully. Got you. Now, um, I understand that this is the ongoing effort, uh, but uh, can you talk about any results, what you guys managed to achieve having all this in place? Yeah, yeah, sure. So success at the beginning did come right away. So scaling the production was not too hard. We quickly scale our production from 10 creatives to per week to more than 200, uh, exploring different concepts, iterating on promising one, personalizing the content as well. Uh, but getting to the first winning concept, it took much exploration. I think almost three months before we found our first. Uh, winning concept. The new team had to learn about paired, our audience. We had to set up and refine our framework multiple times. Uh, and uh, we had also to start from scratch internal creative learning section. But once we got this, uh, uh, win the first winning concept, it started to got better and better. And uh, we could see immediate uh, greater result on acquisition and performance on our business as usual campaign. It led to better engagement rates, rate, our CTR raised by 25%. Uh, we saw a uh, decrease in acquisition cost around 20% lower uh, than before, which positively impacted our investment. Uh, we were able to ramp up our daily spend uh, quite fast and uh, um, overall it did uh, lead to an improvement in terms of uh, profitability. Our ROI increased by 20% only thanks to a winning concept. It's crazy to see how powerful creative can be when it comes to marketing strategy and paid user acquisition, especially when it comes to paid social uh, channel as well. Yeah, this is part of the, of the deal. Uh, you have to be creative. You have to be patient. Uh, it's not going to be a just overnight uh, success. But once it's done, you get this rewarding feeling that it's actually working. We've made it. Yeah. We, we found that the right creative that set of creatives actually that do work and do engage with the audience. Again, this is the like, uh, I would say it's the combination of art and science art in the, in the sense that you have to be creative, uh, training ideas, uh, try like always remember to go off the path you've been on trying new things. But you have to measure every step. That's the science part which comes in for making sure that you're following, um, you're tracking the KPIs you've set for yourself and you make sure that the whole thing do work. Yeah, science plus art. Yeah, that's what I love about performance marketing. Absolutely. Now, um, I'm gonna uh, give you a question that, uh, yeah, gonna switch the gears for the for this conversation. And 
every new guest on the show gets to answer, answer this one. So looking at the app industry as a whole, as it is right now, what would you like to change about it the most? <laughs> Great question. And uh, yeah, uh, I guess it would be the high fee charged by Apple. Um, yeah, this fee can be a significant burden, especially for smaller app developer and reducing this fee could lead to more innovation and diversity in the app market. Yeah, I think for you, it doesn't sound really new as a, <laughs> as a, a an answer. I guess most of the people here would uh, mention it. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I mean, it's something uh... It's it's different for everybody who whom I, I asked this question. It's um, there's no just, the single answer just does not exist by definition. And uh, right, uh, we're in this uh, interesting phase of the iOS ecosystem because March is coming and the Digital Markets Act uh, will enforce. By that time, companies have to apply. So yeah, we see that the iOS seventeen point four is the update for the uh, ios platform that it will introduce third-party app stores for people to be able to sound to download apps from those markets um, and the, the structure of payments is changing so yeah it remains to be seen how effective it will be but at yeah. least they, there there are kind of a big changes on the not on the horizon it's actually right next to right next door so yeah, that's that. That will be interesting. Just uh, watch the space, as they say. Yeah, let's see. Indeed, I'm curious. Yeah, fingers crossed, toes crossed, everything crossed. Uh, all right. Now um, this is the first part of the show, and there's always the second one. Whenever I have a new guest on the show, I take this chance to kind of build a quick portrait of the person for the audience so they know them better. Here we go. What smartphone do you have now? Uh, have you been switching between these two giants, iOS and Android all the time or on one side consistently? iPhone 13, uh, it's my mobile right now and I'm a iOS fangirl since the beginning. Got you, okay. Uh, iPhone did not exist forever. There was a time when we did not have smartphones. We have only mobile phones uh, we yeah we used to love them as well so what was your first mobile phone <laughs> oh gosh you are unlocking a big memory here uh was it a nokia 3210 yeah the... i remember i used to buy pixel background for the home page crazy Nice, nice, yeah. That was the glory moment for Nokia back then. Uh, okay, back to present. So I imagine you've left your phone at home for whatever reason. So you're out, uh, you realize it's not with you. What's, what is the most missing feature would be for you at that point? I think Google Maps. No, sorry, wait, the camera. The camera. I love taking picture. I take at least one picture per day. Uh, my camera roll is a sort of personal diary for me. So yes, the camera definitely. 
Gotcha. Okay. Uh, now uh, we all we all think about phones in a way. Um, there's something missing, um, and it's not something trendy. You may go like, "Wouldn't it be great if my phone can do this or that?" Uh, it it may match what's coming or not. It's just uh, I'm asking about something that would make that thing that smartphone a better tool for you. What would be that thing? Good question. I guess, um, you know, with Kerd, um, as I mentioned at the beginning, Kerd is a relationship care app. And I think that there is a growing interest in verticals focus on personal well being, uh, mental, physical health. And it would be great to uh, invest more on this. So it would be nice to have something that could. Uh, um, supporting you more and people more on this uh, um, mental side, let's say on on well on your well personal well being. Um, so yeah, I think it would be nice to uh, to invest more on apps that support people in managing their personal lives and health. I uh, well, I'm using daily uh, paired, but I should. Uh, investigate more on um, on other apps as well in this uh, new archetype got it kind of a next step after the obvious the screen time uh yeah. which now we take for granted i'm not sure how many people are using but uh yeah i guess i check those reports on a weekly basis and see where am i with my daily usage of my phone and um yeah i suppose you you're you, you're you're on the right track with this idea of um, that that's another big thing for Apple and Android, oh, sorry, and Google to tackle on this, like, you know, the platform-wide uh, level. Okay, uh, before I let you go, very, very final question. How could people get in touch with you and get more information about what you do? I think the best will be reaching out on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm there as Jessica Gotti, um, and I try to be as much responsible, responsive as possible. I love networking, especially when it comes to performance marketing and user acquisition in general. Um, so yeah, that um, that would be the best place, and usually yeah, I share insight as well. Awesome, Jessica. Thank you so much for coming on the show and spending time with us. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Bye. Absolutely. And that was Jessica Gotti, Head of Performance Marketing at Paired. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. Remember, we release episodes on Mondays, so subscribe and you will be able to get new episodes on your smartphone, tablet or computer as soon as we release them. And please... Don't forget to leave a review or comment on iTunes. It is highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.